to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stream and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 287 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Here we go. Hello, welcome along. Hey, big thank you to everybody that's listening. If you're listening to this right now, we appreciate it. Yes, special thank you to Tanya, if you're listening, because I'm <coughs> sipping on some hot mulled uh, cinnamon spiced wine. Excellent. I am uh, drinking exactly the same, but only if you think it's a hot tea. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am tired. We are doing this much later in the evening than we normally would um, yes. because of various um, timing conflicts. And I'm going straight to bed after this because I've got to get up at 430 Exciting. <laughs> it's exciting for some people. Anyway, okay, cool, cool. All right, so what have you been up to? Well, I went down to Christchurch yes. for a trip, and uh, let me tell you about the trip. It's, Christchurch itself was fine. Right. The travel, interesting. Is this COVID? No, not really. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I had a message about four days before I left from Air New Zealand saying, look, uh, when you turn up, we are going to take you from the domestic terminal via a bus onto the international side and chuck you in a Dreamliner, which is a 787-9, I think it is, is the code. Okay, so that's all good. I like the way they're going to chuck you in. I, I just have this picture of a guy with headphones yeah. on and an orange overall, like picking you up bodily and throwing you in there like a bag. That, that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and because you're on this massive Dreamliner that usually does international flights, it's got all the gizmos and stuff in there. Bring headphones so you can take part and partake in our entertainment system. Okay, cool. So I turn up and those planes are so big, the flight crew is, there's heaps of them, eh? Like, I didn't realize uh, that all the flight crew's turning up and I'm there a bit early and that's all good. And everybody doesn't quite know what to do customer wise. So they're all going up to the desk thing asking, is this where I'm supposed to be? Yeah. You know, even though it told them, yes, you are leaving it domestic. So that's all good. The guy's there and he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sort of, they're having a quick conversation and he said, yeah, we're running the Dreamliner like three or four times a week because of domestic cargo. Oh. They can, yeah, um, must be way more capacious. Yeah. Yeah. But then all their walkie talkies are going off and like, <laughs> Uh, so we've got three uh, wheelchair-bound people uh, on this flight. Uh, two are confirmed that can walk upstairs. Uh, two are confirmed. Third one. Where's the third one? And then they're all like trying to find this third wheelchair person, apparently. And they're like, third one's checked in, third one's in, but we don't know where they are. No one's checked if they can walk upstairs. Okay. Uh, so they all the wheelchair people, the three of them turn up first, and then they're like, right, we're going to get them on first because they're going to take a while. Let's get them out to the bus. So off they all go, and the first bus goes... And then we're ready, we're allowed on the second bus. So we're on the second bus. And the bus, I assume, I don't know what the bus is actually used for normally. I don't know if it's... It'll a, be connecting flights. It'll be an international flight coming in, then they've got to go on straight on to a domestic down to Rotorua or something. Uh, no, I think the bus is just at the airport because the bus um, driver capsule, is what I want to call it, he's got this huge, huge... Like from here to the wall, like three meters deep, that's how big his cabin is, only he's in it, and he's fully sealed in there for some reason, and he's got like, I think he had about five monitors, 
and three radios and everything because I think he must drive from international to domestic when they need it because he just drives on the tarmac. That's what I'm saying. He, he would be driving back and forth for those connecting flights. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. He, sorry, yeah. you said to Rotorua, so I thought you would mean he's taking the bus to Rotorua. No, 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 no. If they got a flight, connecting flight to I don't know, Wellington or Rotorua or whatever, they're taking him from the international flight to the next flight and they just go off one plane onto the other. So they don't even go through the airport. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So it's just a big flat. It's only got like 10 seats and the, everyone else is standing up. Um, yep. And he burns off down the runway and all the planes are... <laughs> Some of the planes are fully covered, like all the wheels are covered, the windscreen's covered, all the engines are wrapped up, just oh, wow. sitting there. Really weird to look. It's planes in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to our plane, and I've got a set of stairs going up to it, which just says domestic on the side of it, and the stairs are like... Steep as? Steep as, super narrow, and rusty as. <laughs> well, we used to use these in the 80s. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> And it's quite a way up because you got to get quite up there. And um, like, what was the weather like? Yeah, it was it was good. Oh, because I I used to get get on the plane in Wellington mm. going to Christchurch a lot when I was a kid, and that was the only way. There was only walk out that's onto right, the tarmac right. and climb up some stairs. And the amount of times, like, windy and raining, and basically. Wellington's horizontal rain. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. I remember that a lot. So, yeah. like, I'm okay with stairs, but I was iffy, let alone old people in wheelchairs. Holy crap. Anyway, yeah. so that was all good. And then we get on the plane and the guy says, I oh, actually, half, half the flight crew, this is their last flight because they've all been sacked. So, uh, oh. and they told us, right, like, they said that right near the start as well. Like, uh, and we're all like, uh, okay. None of the entertainment system worked. Oh really? No movies or audio for me. No games. No nothing. Just just I brought these headphones for no reason <laughs> yeah, at yeah. all. Wow. Lucky. Luckily, I have podcasts downloaded and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's all good. And then um, when they're coming around handing out the snack thing, they just didn't care how many they gave you. <laughs> like they just oh whatever. Like the dude next to me got like three or four things. He's like, can I have? No- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> That's my last day. What are they going to do? Fire me? Pretty much. <laughs> so we land in Christchurch. All good. We taxi up. And then they're like, Ugh. Oh, and then we all clap because it's the last day of most of these flight attendants. That's all good. Because <laughs> um, he reminds us again. So just in the in the plane, <clears throat> Yeah. are you all spread out through the plane? Is it quite sparse or is it quite full? No, it's quite sparse. And if you were random people, there wasn't someone sitting in the middle seat uh but if you brought a ticket together they were all stuck Obviously, together yeah, yeah and then there was a few people that when we took off they just got up and went to the back somewhere and sat somewhere else so they must have been sitting next to random people like right next to them but it wasn't it wasn't spaced out because of covid because the flight back we were jammed in there like all oh, right if okay. you want yeah, covid no, spread you do it in the airport but anyway you do it yourself <laughs> yeah but we land in christchurch and they're like oh i'm um, sorry guys uh, we've got a problem with the airbridge uh we're waiting for a technician to come for the airbridge thing we don't have a 1987 set of stairs in christchurch to no you off with. no oh no sure. <laughs> i i wouldn't want to go down those stairs forward like there's no way i'd have to go backwards holding a handrail <laughs> How long do you think I had to, we had to wait for the technician? But, but my wheelies onboard luggage won't go down there. Did anyone have any problems with that onboard luggage going up the stairs? Uh, there must have been people. There was people like huffing and puffing and drag up the stairs. How long do you think we had to wait for a technician to come to drive the airbridge? 
40 minutes. 40 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah. So, um, so good time. So the person picking you up at the airport is like, like, uh, yeah, I've arrived. Yeah. Um, just waiting for the air bridge. Had, uh, had, uh, had really, really patchy reception. So I st- had to stand up in my seat, hold my phone above my head. <laughs> Stuck waiting for a technician. Uh, and the people, you know, the people that love jumping up straight away as soon as the plane lane, uh, it lands. Yeah, those that, idiots. They were standing for about 25 minutes before they realized they should probably just sit down again. Yeah. People are so stupid. It's I, really I will, weird. I will always sit until the last possible moment. And then actually just briefly on the flight back, we got to Auckland and they said, um, I was three rows So back. on the way back, you weren't on a Dreamliner? No, we were on a whatever normal one is. Normal one. And, um, and it was packed. Yeah. And uh, I was three rows from the back door, which we entered on. Hey guys, we're landing in Auckland. Uh, we'll be disembarking from the front through the airbridge and out the back with the stairs. And we're all just sitting there, and nothing's happening at the back. And the air stewardess just goes, "Oh, if the stairs come rolling towards the plane, we know they're going to unload us that way. But if they don't, you all got to go out the front." So <laughs> we, we all had to wait to go out the front. Good times. Thanks, thanks, Air New Zealand. Love your work. Uh, yeah, the, I hope the pilots uh, got more uh, stuff going on than that. Right. I want to laugh. I want to just tell you a bit about this um, Fox News faux pas, just because I think it's hilarious. So um, Fox News um, quoted this quote from a, a deleted um, text, uh, Twitter message. Okay. I thought we had an anonymous collective, and I... Anarcho-syndicalist commune at least. We should take it in turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. And Fox News went, this is de- this text, is, this Twitter uh, has been deleted, but this is what they're talking about in terms of creating this um, thing. Uh, you know, all these protesters, rah, 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 rah. Okay. It's actually a quote from uh, the 1975 Monty Python's Holy Grail. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, yeah. And that, um, oh, we're this collective, you know, like that. <laughs> and so they went on about it for a bit. And then apparently somebody forwarded the news clip to John, John Cleese and he's, he eviscerated them a little on Twitter as well. But they just cracks me up. But they also, didn't they, is it Fox News that came out this week and said, oh, um, people realise that not all our news is like legitimate or something. Oh, really? Yeah, they no, came out with it. Well, I looked that up. There's a real weird statement they came out with, like, oh, no. They, we don't stand by our news. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not everything we say is factual. People know that. I think is what the... Yeah. Holy Actually, crap. Talking no, about Twitter, uh, they're trialling audio tweets. It's a thing now. Oh, so they're catching up with Telegram. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So um, they've just released it for a select few on iOS at the moment. It's 140 seconds long, and if you talk longer than that, it just keeps making a thread, and it keeps doing chunks of 140 seconds. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, I have enough trouble with the written word of people that annoy me. Can you imagine Trump's tweets? How do you get the exclamation marks in, 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 in the verbal? I, yeah, it'd be interesting, <laughs> eh? Like, if they give him access to it when it comes to whatever, and he's just going, fake news, fake news! Like, he'd probably be all over it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have to confesse. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to type. All right. So um, there's a new book out uh, called The Art of Her Deal. Oh. So this is – because his one – is this an anti-Trump thing? 
No, it's uh, it an unauthorized biography of Melania Trump. Okay, and so um, good, good, good. I'm sure that'll have some amazing things. Yeah, in Yeah, I, I, I'm not rushing out to buy it, but um, would you read it if you got a free download? Pro- probably. Oh. I well, you'd free, add it to free, the list. Free download, add some time, yeah, because yeah. there's a few things I've got that I haven't read yet. Mm. But um, yeah. Uh, Interesting though. So, <laughs> a couple of things stood out for me, but um, but I, I will tell you a little bit about the the whole point of why she's called it the art of her deal. So when um, when he was going through the whole presidential thing in 2016, and the Access Hollywood tapes came out, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and all that, and she was slapping his hand away. She used that as an ex- uh, uh, leverage to. Re um, negotiate her prenup. Oh, did you tell me this? I know this somehow. Uh, I but know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think I told you. Oh, I've anyway. seen it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. She, I knew she renegotiated it, and, and it's and really did good. Really eh? well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, Baron was around, obviously her son. Oh, that's um, right. Forget yeah. he exists. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't see him. Does yeah. I hope it'll be interesting to see. Like, yeah, okay, Carol. Anyway, so <laughs> she 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 rene- renegotiated that and, and did pretty well, and apparently. Like, her and Trump, they've been together for, like, 20 years, 20-odd years. Oh, really? a long time, right? Yeah, So yeah, you totally. sort of forget that, right? Because he's had so many women, you think, oh, it's the latest one, it's not that long. But it's, like, 20 years. Yeah, So, okay. anyway, um, so, you know, they're not, like, close, close. But she's the first person Trump rings after any event, and she's one of the only ones he fully trusts. And all oh, the wow. um, decisions on... Hiring and stuff, he puts on to Melania. Oh, like okay. she has a big input into yeah. it. And if Melania's got you in your sights, if you're in the Oval Office, yeah, or, you yeah. know, in the White House staff, and Melania's got you in the sights, you're, you're, you're screwed. You're gone. Everybody's worried yeah, about yeah. it. So apparently, she had a big impact on who his vice president was going to be. And he, she met with three, I forget who they said in the interview, I didn't bother writing it down, but they were all people I knew. And um, she went with Mike Pence, and she goes, "He's the only one that doesn't want to doesn't want to be there so that he can take your job off you. Mm. You know, he's he's the only one that's happy to stay number two. So, do you think that? I mean, do you think their relationship must be pretty solid? Well, I mean, relationship is a big word. Yeah, you know, like yeah, there's totally. so many different things you could have. Um, I think it's a a mature adult relationship. It's more. Uh, more balanced than what I thought it would have been? Maybe, maybe. maybe. If, if that's all to be believed. But one oh. of the things I did, <laughs> the couple of things that I, I really liked, and I, I think this is better um, better name for the book. Oh. But anyway, so Ivanka and Melania don't like each other. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah I could see that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Melania calls Ivanka the princess. Yeah, okay. And Ivanka calls Melania... The portrait, because she never speaks. She's just silent and just, just there to be oh. looked at. Because they were both models, right? Yeah, okay. But Melania did it the hard way. Like, she came from Up pretty the broke, broke um, peasant yep, background. Sort of family. That's right, because remember, the peasants made that amazing carved statue with a chainsaw <laughs> of her. <laughs> but anyway, oh, I shouldn't say peasant background. I, I don't know, but a lower middle class uh, background. I can go with peasant. And, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she did work, whereas Ivanka just went strolled into it. So I, I would like to read the book The Princess and the Portrait, because, and I think that's a great title. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> but you know there's only 11 years difference between them? 
Oh, really? Oh, that no. Would, that would that would be you know, that's that's one of the reasons I think that's oh. such an issue. I thought there'd be more. Yep, I'm just no, picturing them a, in my head. There's only eleven years difference between them. There you go. So yeah, no. Mm. Anyway, so uh, that's probably not all that interesting, but I that, that tickled me a little. Was it last week or the week before we were talking about that footprints they found and then they built, rebuilt the dinosaur from that and they said its jaw yes, strength yes, was yes, amazing? Yes, yes, yes. Here's another story that's come out, Chris. <laughs> they found some footprints in Australia. <laughs> and, and, and they believe there's intelligent life in Australia. That, we know there isn't. Oh, oh, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> no, uh, they said that there was a bigger predator than the T-Rex uh, that would have been on the Australian continent. Some coal miners uh, discovered some fossils like 90 years ago, I think. The fossils are not bones. They're fossilised footprints. Um, so they've been going through the records of fossil footprints and they came across these things. And now they're sort of suggesting that the specimen uh, was very big. Um, it's all- <laughs> I, just, I love how... You know, uh, we, we're scientists, and uh, we've found these uh, footprints, and we know that the uh, the uh, the uh, dinosaur in question was how should we put this scientifically? It was very big, very fucking big. <laughs> yeah. So, so they said that what they found ninety years ago, when they've looked at it, uh, was aged at one hundred and sixty million years old, ninety million years older than the oldest known T. Rex fossil. Okay. Similar size, if not a bit bigger. Same dietary preference, apparently, just from these footprints. But it <laughs> may have been footprint. slimmer and more elongated in appearance than the North American dinosaur. So, yeah, that's a thing. I uh, just saw it and uh, thought about that other bloody footprint. Yeah, that was the uh, crocodile, two-legged crocodile that runs at the speed of the outstretch. And it's a bite strength of a T-Rex <laughs> from a footprint. Yeah, Come some, on! I like. I know they can do some cool stuff, but I uh, just think they're pushing it now. <laughs> I think some people are trying to justify their jobs. Somebody, that's what I'd grants. do. <laughs> yeah, that's what Justifying I'd be doing. Justify my grant. Yeah. yeah, you know that uh, computer program that you let me play. You know, uh, and yeah. if I was in that field, I'd always have a backup footprint in the back that I haven't told anyone about. <laughs> oh, we think we're going to have some job cuts, and you might not get any more fun. Oh, by the way, I got this thing at the back. Uh, let me just... Uh, have you seen it? Yeah. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't write anything about this. So annoying. Go. Just uh, make it up. Trump, no one will tell. Trump's little Rocket Man CD fix. Did you hear about this story came out this week? I think it might have been Bolton's book. I'm not sure where the story came yeah, from Yeah, I now. think it was the Bolton book. So Trump, when he was trying to get peace with um, Kim Jong-un... Un. Yep. After he'd gone and called him Little Rocket Man and all that, yeah. he decided it would be a great idea yeah. to um, make up for that by making that a positive, not a negative. So he got an Elton John album CD. Little Rocket Man is one of the um, songs on that album. Is it Little Rocket Man or is it just Rocket Man? Rocket Man. Yeah, anyway, okay, Karen, sorry. Yeah, Rocket sorry, Man. it's yeah. Rocket Man. But, um, yeah. yeah, and then he Trump signed it. <laughs> For my little rocket man, Trump, or something like that. Is this a so, is this a legitimate? This is thing? legit, and he tried to get Pence or Pompeo to give it, like to drop Kim it off Jong-un. when they're there. <laughs> they're like, 
Yeah, yeah, sure, boss. <laughs> I, I mean, as, as far as I, I understand, yeah, yeah, sure, boss. And oh, uh, no, we didn't. And it's like, why we? What? 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 <laughs> what is he thinking? First of all, but if you can, you're like, oh, I've got a signed thing from Elton John. Oh, wait. Elton John didn't sign it. Yeah, Who true. signed it? Donald freaking Trump signed it. What the hell's going on here? I just, I, there's so many levels in which that's just stupid. Yeah. It's good times, good times. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, when I was in Christchurch, I uh, made my way along to a pub quiz. Uh, oh, nice. I get invited to these things and meet more people that I don't know. Uh, but that's cool. Uh 14 teams, we came fourth. Nice. And we only had four people. And I was just thinking, there was no Donald Trump questions. No, no, because um, there's a rule in pu- all pub quiz- quizzes around the world now that if there is a Donald Trump question, yes. you can lie and you win. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, they have that question, like, who am I? And it starts at the first round and it keeps getting, you get more and more clues at the end of every round. And then uh, if you get it early on, you get 10 points and it carries yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, uh, I guessed who it was in round nine, but we'd already submitted it. So we only got the points in eight. But it was just really interesting the way they worded it. It was something like uh, like the first clue, um, and there was a picture of someone. And I was like, I can't think who that guy's from. But it was like, I hold multiple world records. I've been to every Olympics except for 2008, I think it was. Um, I helped make this movie and I asked Arnold Schwarzenegger to be the villain, but he wasn't, but this guy was, and I do something else and it, and, oh, and yeah, and it was like, and I've starred in, oh, and I've been in, um, multiple movies, TV series and documentaries, I think it was. And it was just like, what? Um, it carried on and on and on. And then you just found out it was basically Mario. Was the answer Mario, like Luigi and Mario? Yeah, from yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Wow, no, it was pretty clever because once you clicked, it wasn't an actual person. Because I said, "There's that's not an actual person. An actual person cannot have been to every single Olympics. That doesn't make sense. It's got to be something else, right?" But yeah, it was good. No, it was a good, cool. good, uh, cool. good time out. So I was going to talk about. Um, the Tulsa rally, but it's been in all the news. So when I wrote this down, you, have you heard about the TikTok pro, no-show protest? No. No, oh. I haven't. Tell me about it. Okay, well, because I thought I'll everybody be, had heard no, about it. But no. when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this is so good. So forgive me, everybody else who already knows the story because it's been going on. And maybe I just listened to this stuff way too much. But anyway. Really? <laughs> I find just that. No, just the thing. So, anyway. Um, now, hang on. His first big rally. This is Trump's rally in Tulsa where hardly anyone turned up. Yeah, basically yeah. that's the story. Okay. Right? So the point was, though, like, <clears throat> this is the big launch. And they had 800,000 people have signed up. 900,000 people have signed up. One million people have signed up to go to this rally, right? Oh. Because oh, it's free yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You text yeah. and they gave you two free tickets yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And... Um, th- the venue only holds 20,000 people. Yeah, right? I, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't so realize. So they built the outside stage and they told everybody um, there'll be other speakers outside for the, them, but Trump will come out and speak to all the overflow in this oh. outside stage after the rally. Yeah, okay. So all all excited. But the TikTok grandma, I've forgotten her real name, 
but she's been known as that for a while now. Is she the one that does that Mentos thing? Anyway, I don't know. She's the only one I could think of. But anyway, Tic Tac Top Grandma, that's what they call her. She got really upset about something about the whole Tulsa, because you know Tulsa's where they had that um, Black Wall Street and they bombed it? Yeah. It's like that thing out of Watchmen. Yeah, well, no, that's yeah, a real that, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was that. Tulsa Race Wars. Yeah, Riots, yeah. whatever. So yep. it was June, ni- June 19th was the, oh, no, it was the Freedom Pro- Proclamation. But they, they have said him being in Tulsa at that time is not a great thing. No. Thing, right. Anyway. Of course not. So she goes, what we should do, this is in TikTok, to all the TikTok people that are not over 21, really. No. Most of them are not. No, right? they're all young. What we should do is just all say we're going to go to this rally book tickets, and then just not go because whatever. And for all these younger people that are, like, into what's happening in the world but haven't got a voice because they're not 21, I think, you have to be to vote. Sounds something. Yeah, sounds yeah, about maybe. right. Yeah. Um, in the States, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, uh, so they did all that. And so the amount that arrived at the event was, according to the fire marshal, 6,200 people. Yep, that's what I heard, something like according that. According to the... Campaign officials, Big it turnout. was 12,000. Oh, yeah. That's how many people went through our metal detectors. Yeah, but maybe they went out to the loo and they came back, so I don't know. Um, or maybe it was coming in and then going out. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, so, um, yeah. And then and then the worst thing, of course, was they didn't spread them out. They no. just put them all, clumped them all together to make it look busier. Oh, it was a stupid idea. Oh, totally. Uh, just on the TikTok thing, I was reading this thing the other day from this guy who reverse engineers um, like apps, and he breaks them all down. Yeah. And he's done Facebook and Instagram and stuff, and he's like a known guy that works in security, and he just said he's never come across a more invasive application than TikTok. Oh, really? He said it's got... So I shouldn't have it on my phone? He said <laughs> He said not only does it have permission for, like, everything you could ever imagine, it's even got the ability, and it shouldn't do, it even has the ability to remotely download zip files that they push to the device, unpack it, and install it on your phone without telling you. And he said that's against Google's terms and services. And it does something else, like it tracks... He said all the other apps like Instagram, Facebook and that, they track things to a certain degree, but it's to do with like advertising and localizing things a little bit. This thing tracks everything and you don't know where the data's going. Like they're not very transparent. He goes, it goes somewhere and they use like weird encryption and the encryption keys I think can change. I think he said um, like once every once or one or two weeks, it's a rolling encryption key. So even if they can get into and look at it, it changes. And it's happening all the time. And he just go, he just couldn't believe it. Just an interesting article I read. I'm just wondering whether I should have TikTok on my phone, considering I don't actually watch it, look at it that much. It all comes back to, like, you know, does it matter in the end? I don't know. What's Cobra Co? Oh, I spelled it wrong. Cobra Kai, your favourite programme, is actually moving to Netflix. Oh, wow. I don't think I've finished it i think i just got waylaid and didn't finish so there's two seasons out from what i understand yeah they move to netflix and then the third season will go straight to netflix now okay so they must have i don't know hopefully they maybe i should stop paying my youtube membership i don't know um yeah i don't know um that's cool i just thought i'd let you know that i saw that come up and uh yeah 
I think that's about it, really. You don't have, have too much. One, one yes. other thing. Oh. One other thing. Um, mm, all right. So this is a story I <laughs> I love heard. how you just made that sound. What? Mm, I don't know how to. How do mm. I frame this? How do I frame this? <clears throat> okay. So I'm going to tell you a story. This yeah. happened in one of the states of America. I didn't bother saying which one because I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, so they're opening up the state in America and they opened up the hairdressers. And this one hairdresser was symptomatic but went to work anyway for three days before getting the results of her test, which said she was positive with coronavirus. Of course. So hairdressing's probably one of the closest co- contact things you can have, really. In like, a professional sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dentistry would be worse, I would imagine, like because you're yeah. right in the mouth thing. But yeah. um, it's one. Let's put it in the top five. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. Go. She had 58 customers tracked who... She dealt with in those three days. Yeah. How many all of them subsequent all of COVID them. cases came out of that? Oh, heaps. They all had it, then they all spread it. I don't know, thousands. All right, this is going to shock you. Yeah. And, and there's this. Okay, you go. Zero. Because they what? had a policy that the customer must wear a mask and the hairdresser must wear a mask, and not one of them. Oh, wow, that's tested cool. Tested positive. Which is why I included because it just shows actually the power of the mask because she definitely had it. She had 58 customers in her chair for 20 minutes at yeah, a time. Yeah, whatever, if, yeah. Whatever it is. Um, over those three days and not one of – because they track them all, they test them all, none of them got Because there's a big uh, – like <clears throat> they just don't want to wear the mask thing over well, there. Well, it's so funny because they have – I don't know if you've heard the, um, the, the news stories about – the 1920, oh, not, yeah, it was 1920, the um, Spanish influenza. Yeah. They had the mask thing then, and they got people to wear masks, and it went down, and then they got a second wave, and all these people went, no, and they started the anti-mask brigade, and it was it was like it was written yesterday, except it was an oldie language. Yeah. And, uh, and, and basically all like no 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 and they and loads more people died because nobody wore masks it became a political statement rather than I, I don't want to die statement yeah I saw someone online say I always thought I'd watch those like contagion type films and just thought how much crap is this it's not going to spread that fast or rapidly and how much I'm wrong right now yeah um I saw a tweet too actually and this guy goes I will, after watching um, Trump's Tulsa rally and all those people in the stand, I want to apologize to every director and writer of every horror movie where I said nobody would be dumb enough to go into the murder house. You were right. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> Something like that. It was good. Okay, let's wrap this up. Um, I don't know if we need to apologize for the Trump-centric topics this week. We'll try and... uh, (laughs) Even that out. Even uh, that out next week. Um, But thanks for listening. Make sure to check out the back catalogue because there's some real gems in there. (laughs) uh, We entered that road competition. Yes. And I had to cut your beasting story from down from five or six minutes to two minutes. Oh, my God. Hopefully it makes sense. Does it sense. make sense? I was going to say it, because it makes sense, but we go straight into you being stung, and then it ends with um, you getting taken to the hospital, and then I think hopefully they go, "Hang on, what happened next?" Hopefully.
Ah, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So it's a teaser. I th- well, it has to be for two minutes for that bloody story. And there's bits where, like, yeah, it, it, it sounds good if you've just heard that two minutes, but there is a big chunks taken out because there's a bit where we go from bee sting and then you explain what your old job was. Yeah. And then you were running on the beach and all this other stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. took all that out. Anyway, uh, we'll see yeah, how we go. If you have not heard the bee sting story. Go to the uh, com on the front page. Scroll, uh, scroll down to the bottom and we've got six of our uh, favourite episodes there. And if you have a favourite episode that you think should be on there, let us know and we might add that on there. It'll be good. That's right. Uh, so until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.